Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Training for Life Redeemed. I'm Dan, your host, and I'm here with my dad, David Jackson. And in this series of episodes, we are going to be covering Exodus through to Deuteronomy. We're following a few themes. And this week, we're looking at how all the commands and laws in these books work now that Jesus has actually accomplished our salvation. seems to be heaps of commands and instructions here in these books of Moses, Dad. Uh, This is the old covenant, and Jesus has replaced it, right? Doesn't Paul say that now we're under grace, not law, that the old covenant is gone, and we're now under a new covenant? Yeah, that's a good excuse for doing what you like. (laughs) (laughs) You have that phrase trotted out regularly whenever there's a Bible passage that um, impinges on our culture in a way we don't like. Uh, But the fact of the matter is we have been saved out from under the regime of sin and death. So the lifestyle that we have been living is damaging. It's off track. The word sin means that we're off track. We've gone off God's design for life and we just keep smashing stuff. And when we go back into the Torah, we rediscover the character of God and his design for life at a time when Israel had just escaped from a really abusive regime of Pharaoh in Egypt. So there is a process where you have to go back and transfer or, or make that transition from Israel in the wilderness to wherever we're living now. And part of that transition takes you through the life and teaching and work of Jesus. But Paul doesn't tell you to throw your Old Testament in the bin because Jesus is here. He actually says... That every, and I'm quoting 2 Timothy 3.16, every text in the scriptures is beneficial for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that God's person would be competent, thoroughly prepared for every good work. So we do need, Paul points us straight back to the books of Moses and says, go back there and train for a life of godliness, correcting your lifestyle, rebuking. Uh, those attitudes that you've held in the past, getting you to go out and practice doing it right according to the character of God. So it's great that Jesus died and saved us, but then to turn that into our freedom from sin, we've got to go back to Torah and learn how to do that. But that process also means we've got to transition from Old Covenant to New Covenant. It's, It's not just simply throwing it in the bin and we'll just listen to Jesus. Jesus points us back. Uh, to Torah. Yeah, now I remember you showed me an episode of West Wing where the president mocks the idea that we should use the Bible to, to govern our modern lifestyle. And actually, this coming this week, I was joking around with some mums who uh, homeschool with me about you know, one of their houses has started sprouting mushrooms. And I was, we were joking about how we should be burning all these houses that have mould to the ground because that's what it says in the Old Testament. If your house has got mould in it, you burn it to the ground because you can't get rid of the mould any other way. Um, should I be doing that? <laughs> yeah, that West Wing episode was hysterical. Um and sad at the same time. Hysterical because he's the extent to which he twisted the Old Testament itself was ridiculous. But it was full of mockery. 
this whole approach is full of mockery. In my cupboard, I have a, a victory medal from World War I, and it bears the inscription, The Great War for Civilization. And we're, we've been told we've reached the high point in history for culture, science. Uh, we've evolved to be the superior everything. All earlier cultures are just primitive ignorance and savagery. And if you want to argue with whatever the morals and values and teachings of our culture are, you're told that you're on the wrong side of history. You're, you're an evolutionary reject. Uh, I find that laughable when I've got four married kids and 11 grandchildren, and most of these people have dysfunctional lives, but that's another story. We live in God's world God's way, and it works. Well, we try to. We, medieval, comparing medieval to modern is just comparing different ways of sinning and messing it up. So as I look around the world and I look at the state of things, these politicians and the local news and everything else, I listen to police sirens, this isn't working. Jesus fulfilled the old covenant, uh, the way a building completes the blueprint. And God, God's got it right. Uh, we need to work through those instructions. And yeah, there's some really weird stuff in there. I love that question about the mould. And if you look at it carefully, it's great fun. You know, first you wash your wall, then you come back in a week and you check it out. And if it's grown back, you go, well, this isn't going to go away. Uh, we've got to knock the wall down. We've got to get rid of this stuff. And the problem is if you knock the wall down, it grows back. Uh, this stuff is, a, is, is contagious. So you've got to burn it. Well, actually, if you're dealing with mould, if we can come up with a better solution, good. But in those days, that's the only way you get rid of the stuff. Uh, and God said, it's bad stuff. Get rid of it. Don't leave it in your house. Yeah, it makes you sick. It makes you <laughs> sick. I mean, what's wrong with that command? But we do, have to, we do have to use our brain and think through how we make that work. <laughs> yeah, I actually remember writing an essay for college uh, where I actually focused in on there's a, a passage that talks about how Jesus is the end of the law, but not end as in it's finished, let's chuck it away, but the end of it, like, you know, the end of a pencil. It's part of it, but it finishes it. You know, it's, it's the last bit of it. But when, when we bring it together, how, how does it actually work for us now? Uh, there's a lot of instructions here uh, that we don't have to do anymore. How do we work out what we do and don't do? Or, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, there's certainly a lot of instructions here we don't actually have to do. The classic example is when you enter the promised land after 40 years in the wilderness, you're not allowed to chop any tree, you're not allowed to harvest any fruit for the first three years. Well, that was an event that happened once in history. I don't have to do that. Uh, but I do have to have a look at that and think, maybe there's some principles in here. Maybe this is God's attitude to the land and to production and things like that that I need to take on board and not just slash and burn and take what I like. So we looked at the sacrificial system last night, and we know that Jesus died on a cross. We don't have to offer animals anymore, which means we can get rid of the priesthood, the tabernacle, the temple, all the trappings that go with that and all the regulations that go with that. They explain Jesus, and that's what they're there for, and they've done it. So that's great. Uh, we don't live in a state where God is the head of state, We've been sent into the world to infiltrate the world. Uh, we're, Christianity is a subversive movement. We're here to bring in the kingdom of God and drive out the usurper. The usurper is Satan. 
Jesus will take care of that. We're not here to overthrow governments, but we're here to bring an alternate way of living. And you do that by reasoning together and by setting a good example, not by shooting people. A good lesson that the world needs to learn. So we go through the Bible, we look at the way God ran the state of Israel and how he organised their economy. We draw from that understanding of the character of God and we apply that where we can. We can't apply it to how we run the government because the government is not a Christian state. But we can advise better ways of running and better ways of managing society because this is the way God designed it to work. We can learn those lessons. Then there's all the other stuff that talks about the way we live. They were living in an agricultural society without electricity and all sorts of things. We need to make those adjustments. But they're there. And we need to work through those principles. People, people used to wear an armband that said, what would Jesus do? And the short answer, their observation was, their answer to that was, Jesus would do what I want. When you go back to Torah, you discover this is what God would have us do. This is his character. And I've got to change. And that's why we need to go back there. All right. So how, how can we dive into the kind of more nitty-gritty aspects of this in terms of working out, you know, like the big things I think are easier to work out. Whether don't I'm, murder you know, people, don't yeah. rape people. Yeah, that's Keep the Ten simple. Commandments. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of straightforward. Yeah. But the rest of it, it gets quite detailed. So how, what are we going to do to sort that out? Well, I think the best way to open up that question is to go and work through Leviticus 19. And in our study this week, we're going to be looking at some of the more challenging examples from Leviticus 19. So, uh, yeah, that that's a good fun exercise. That brings us to the end of our episode. And I think just to summarise a little bit about what we're talking about here, really, if you look at James, he said that faith without works is dead. Uh, we, we tend to settle for a Christian life in which we can have our ticket to glory without having the benefits of life redeemed now as well. We just kind of want the end product, not thinking about right now. But saving faith actually produces faithfulness. Uh, if we love him, if we love Jesus, if we love God, we will obey him. And when we obey him, we please him. The world sees the difference. These old covenant commands reveal his unchanging character and tell us how to love him and people who are made in his image. Well, we hope that you will find real delight as you work through these commands this week and experience the difference it makes. Please make sure that you come over to trainingforliferedeemed.com slash 15 to get your study notes, which is going to focus in on Leviticus 19 this week so that you can really have a look through how these laws apply to you. So make sure you click the subscribe button as well. And thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm.